Welcome to Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better, where I talk about my personal and my group coaching clients' experiences of healing our hearts, authentically falling in love with ourselves, and yes, finding someone better. I'm Claire the Heartbreak Coach. Let's take your love life and entire life to the next level. Hello, my loves. We are at episode 97. Three dates is nothing. But before I get into why three dates is nothing, well, that's just a thought, but wait for it. I do want to share that we are at almost 260,000 downloads of this podcast, and we haven't even hit 100 episodes yet. OMG! I just want to say a huge thank you, especially to those of you who have been listening to me since day one and have held this space for how this podcast has evolved over the last almost two years. So I started this podcast in March of 2019, and it blew up over the years and has become what it's become. So it went from being called How to Stop Wanting Him Back to Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better. Also, the title of my course, Lifetime Access to an amazing course. Go to ClaireTheHeartbreakCoach.com. I also have some one-on-one coaching spots that will be available mid to late February. So get your application in if you want to lock your spot down. I just started working with two women today, one who lives in Sweden. Shout out to you who's listening. I know you're a loyal listener. And they applied in November and I didn't have room till now. So these will keep getting pushed back uh, depending on how many people apply. I also want to hit home on the fact that I use the pronoun him because of my own experience as a heterosexual woman. But this message and this work is for every race, gender, religion, and sexual orientation. So do not let my usage of the pronoun him deter you. And I know there are so many of you out there who listen where the pronoun him doesn't apply. And I just want to say thank you. And I appreciate you. And I love that you still show up for this work and know that it 100% applies to you. And I am just so proud and in awe of what this podcast has become and really and truly appreciate the loyalty and the love. And I have been all over the place in the last almost two years in my own personal growth work. Yes, it started out as a heartbreak podcast and I got a lot of heat then when I ultimately decided to use the same coaching tools to call in the love of my life and people were frustrated, take it down from a 10 to a 5, talking about her new love. She needs to be sensitive to the heartbroken people and I totally understand the frustration, but I really stuck to my own guns, not because I'm an insensitive asshole, even though some people out there definitely thought that or think that, but because I'm not here to be sensitive to people's broken hearts. I'm here to serve people's broken hearts. And sometimes that's going to bring up 
a lot of pain and frustration and judgment and resistance. And that comes up for me as a client to my own coaches. I'm currently working with three coaches and I hire them because I have resistance towards creating those results because I don't know how to create certain results. I have a nutrition coach, a personal coach, and my business coach. And so they are in the result of the result I want to create, which is an expanded, scalable business. My nutrition coach, Jenny, she is unbelievable. And every time I work with her, my mind and my body is transformed. And I don't just even mean in in an aesthetic sense, even though, yes, Jenny really knows how to tone you up. Jenny, the nutritionist, follow her on Instagram. We'll link her up, but her handle is Jenny, the nutritionist. She just teaches me how to approach food and meals in a way that supports my energy levels and my anxiety levels. That's really why I hire Jenny. And then because I'm a human, you guys, I sometimes fall off the wagon and I'm not doing as good of a job, which is what happened towards the end of the year. So Jenny has rules for me that I don't like, (laughs) that I'm resistant to. But I hire her because she knows better and she is the coach to tell me to do the things that I don't want to to do. And Stacy does that for me in business. My personal coach, she's unbelievable. Kristen, she helps me calm the fuck down because my tendency is to get real riled up. I've said recently, I think drama is like a fundamental part of who I am. And I've done a really good job at quelling it for the most part. But when new situations are introduced to me, my brain wants to go into freak out mode, which I don't think is crazy or weird. I think now I've learned through all my study and research and just from experience of where I am today, where I was in March of 2019, when I started this podcast, I was single. I was still reeling a little bit from my last heartbreak. He had, oh, sorry, guys. It Was it March 2019 or March? Yeah, no, March 2019, I believe, was when this started for sure. But I had gotten my heart broken. My last heartbreak was in the summer of 2017, if I'm remembering correctly. Yes. Yes. Not that it matters, but you know, I don't know if you're like me. I get weird with dates trying to follow timelines, but I was single and I was still getting my business off the ground. I still had a personal assistant job at the time. I was still also auditioning. I was a little bit all over the place and I ultimately have created a bang in business and called in the love of my life. I was living in LA when I started this and now I live in Santa Barbara And I just feel like a boss in my life in all the areas, but I continue to set bigger goals that create more anxiety because I don't want to just coast. I don't want to just sit in what I have. I want to expand. Not like I need to get more and have more to make my life better. It's just I'm just so in love with mindset work and growth work. And sometimes the growth is to just be, but that's a whole other episode. My coach has definitely, even my business coach last year, she was like, I want you to just be in your relationship and your business. And my brain was like, what? How do I do that? (laughs) But it was such good coaching for me at the time. Anyway, again, I love you guys. Thank you so much for all of the support and for listening. You have so many podcasts to listen to that are out there. And the fact that so many of you continue to listen to mine means the absolute world to me. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Now, without further ado, 
Three dates is nothing. I almost called this episode, You Don't Know Him Yet. But then I decided three dates is nothing was just more fun. So pre- learning about coaching and mindset tools, I would have been that girl, like I think probably so many of you right now, where if I was going on a third date with someone, I was like, it is on, it is in the bag. OMG, he likes me so much. I really like him because I'm also a very black and white person in general. I've I've done a lot of work on myself and continue to do the work on being more gray. I don't think it has served me in the past, but definitely in my 20s, By the way, guys, I'm about to turn 40 in a month. Crazy. But definitely throughout my 20s when I was an unconscious hot mess and into my 30s, still like doing the work, but still a bit of a hot mess, I would have just thought, oh my God, this is it. This is happening. Third date. Yes. And listen, if I was sitting at a bar, which I can't wait for the day when we can do that again, and I was sitting with a girlfriend and she was super excited about someone and they were going on a third date, I would be like, woohoo, that's exciting. It's not that it's not exciting, but where it can go wrong is when you're convinced that that person is your person. So get excited about a third date, get excited about a fifth date, get excited about a first date, but slow your roll on thinking that the person is your person. He or she is your husband or wife. It has never worked for me. I am totally guilty of being like, yeah, I could totally see walking myself down the aisle. I would like my dad to walk me down the aisle. But how many times I've envisioned like maybe this person could be my husband and save your judgment for any of you listening who are like, I definitely did not think that on the third date that this person could ever be my husband or my wife. Well, touche. But I know there are a lot of you out there that are like, this person could be my person. And I have totally thought that too. What I will share on a personal note is I was so excited about meeting my boyfriend before we actually met. I was like, who is this man? He is so dreamy. He's pics. I really hope he looks like what he seems to look like in his pictures. He's so lovely. He's so present. He's so engaging, but he's not over the top. He's not up my ass every day. It was just such lovely communication, and I was totally intrigued, and I appreciated that he was very direct about us getting together. He was a fucking man. And I was like, Ooh, yes, I hope he's everything that he appears to be. Sign me up. But notice that I said, I hope he's everything that he appears to be. That would be really nice. But also, it doesn't serve. I'm, I'm now getting nitty gritty about that. And But if he's not, I'll be okay, because I'm so committed to the result of finding my person. But when we put this graspy kind of, oh my God, I feel like he's my person, before we even fucking meet them, or after three dates, that's a lot of pressure. Just like what I was going to call this episode, you just don't know him yet. Third dates are exciting. First dates are exciting. Fifth dates are exciting. But even five dates, you guys, you don't know him or her yet. You can get really excited and be really intrigued. I want to be very clear. I'm someone, again, what I was saying before, the black and white thinking where I usually, for the most part, wasn't that into people. So then when I was into one person, I was like, oh, my God. I put so much angsty pressure and energy because I had this whole story. It was a story. I rarely like someone. So when I do like someone, I'm just like all in. How can you be all in on someone that you've hung out with three times? What's the truth? You're all in to the idea of him. 
So was I. And I don't think that that's a bad thing. I really want to hit home on this. It's not bad to be into the idea of someone, but the thought that I would offer, and if you're tuning in for the first time, my whole approach as a coach is that your thoughts create your results. And I teach you very specifically how to do that with healing your heart, falling in love with you, and finding someone better. You can do it all on my course, or you can do it with my one-on-one coaching program. So take your pick. But your thoughts create your results. And one thought that really served me, even after I met Larry, where I was like, oh my God, I'm in trouble. I literally lost my freaking words when I met him. I thought he was so dreamy when he came to pick me up. Yes, on the first date, he picked me up because I came up to Santa Barbara from LA and I stayed in a hotel. And I was like, all right. Normally, I would never have someone come pick me up, but I had done my research. It was very clear he was not a murderer. (laughs) And so I let the man pick me up and I lost my words. I was just so enamored by him on all the levels. And I mean, even just like flashing back, it just gives me the giddiest feels. Also, side note, you don't have to have the giddiest feels about someone in order to like them. Part of my growth journey with dating was to stay more open to someone who I wasn't just right off the bat, like made my panties want to drop. If there was something intriguing about the person, could I show up for more? Because guess what? The people that I was right off the bat, oh my God, like him so much, have to have him. I'm just so attracted to him. We just have the chemistry and the fire. That's not real love. And it wasn't working for me because I was getting my heart broken by those people. So one of my big growth lessons in my dating journey was to be more open-minded. And again, I'm not saying if you're completely repulsed by another human, and I know all humans are beautiful in their own rights, but we are not put on this earth to be immediately attracted and like minds blown by every single person that we come across. So I'm not saying if you're completely not attracted to this person, show up for more. But if there's something there is, does he have really kind eyes? Is there something there that like, oh, I'm just, I'm going to get curious and show up and explore more and see what happens because attraction 100%, even from my own experience. And I'm so glad I went through that lesson with multiple people, attraction can grow. And so, you know, you're really limiting your pool when you need to be immediately attracted. But it just so happens I was immediately attracted when I met Larry and he was everything I wanted him to be and more pre-meeting him. And I still said to myself after I left Santa Barbara, but Claire, you don't know him yet. I didn't even know what he was looking for after that first weekend. I never asked. That's another biggie. Don't get carried away on three dates or five dates or Tate. I wanted to say eight and 10 at the same time. So Tate dates came out. Eight or 10 dates. He has not told you or she has not told you exactly who they are and what they're looking for. Don't assume that they want the same thing you do, even if you've been dating for a couple of months get your information. So I was totally excited about him and totally fantasizing like, oh my God, this man is a man. He was married before. He's not afraid of commitment. And I know some people are divorced and it's clear that they're commitment phobes. Based on the information that I had, I I knew that he was not, but I also did not know that he was looking for another commitment because his profile, you guys can listen to our episode. We'll put it in the show notes. His profile had basically nothing. <laughs> and I, of course, I have lots of opinions on that, but you guys know I go on so many tangents. So I'm going to try to stay focused here. 
But I just kept telling myself, you have so much more to learn. You do not know him. Amazing that you like so much of what you've seen so far, but you don't know him yet. More will be revealed. There's more to learn. And when I drove up to Santa Barbara the second time, and yes, I wanted to drive up to Santa Barbara. There's all these opinions about why were you the one driving up? I wanted to. And you can hear more about that on that episode with Larry, my love. But I decided when I was driving up there, Claire, you cannot come back to L.A. without knowing what this man wants. And it's super vulnerable and hard to ask, which is what happened with one of my clients last week. And I'm going to share two examples from two clients, but this has happened many times with many clients, but I can't talk here all day. (laughs) So one client, let's call her Jane, she hung out with a guy three times. And she said she had the thought, I can't wait to tell Claire that he has come in physical form. I was on my week off. So I had my work phone completely off. And she hung out with this guy three times. And she was like, this is my person. Now, this was not the first time she has had this thought under my watch. And ultimately, he dropped off after the third time of hanging out. And her thought was, oh, I got it wrong again. I got it wrong again. And I thought, that well, that's an interesting thought. Because if you haven't been following me, you should definitely check out episode five, my heartbreak story, as it will reveal why I now do what I do. But my rock bottom with a narcissistic sociopath, I would never call that getting it wrong. I wouldn't. Because every situation and every person that I dated, including that horrific human, I don't even like consider him a human. I truly consider him a monster, including him. Like all of that had to happen. Like actually the way I see it is that every decision I made and every person I dated was the right person because I always showed up for the lesson and it led me to Larry. So I don't think I ever got it wrong. And I think when we think the thought, oh, I got it wrong or I got it wrong again, we perpetuate getting it wrong the next time. So I offered that to her and she really appreciated that. We've been working together for nine months now. So she's pretty savvy with how we think yields us our results. And I said, the only thing that you did get wrong was that you immediately thought he was your person and you only hung out with him three times. And she was like, yes, I know, (laughs) yes. You don't know a person after three hangs. You could have a lot in common with someone. I also pointed out, you know, when you're hanging out with someone three times in one week, what's the rush? Three dates is nothing. And why do you have to see the person three times? It shows me that you're not in your life as much and you're putting all your eggs in one basket with one person and you're showing that person that you're putting all your eggs in one basket with them. You know, till this day, I'm convinced Larry was dating a couple of other people or he definitely was leading up to me and he really doesn't get into it much and I really don't need to know, but he didn't owe me that. But you know, we were 80 miles apart and we wouldn't see each other in the beginning. We were seeing each other every two weeks because he has his kids 50% of the time. So he was dating other people. I'm assuming he was dating other people. He didn't owe that to me and I didn't owe it to him. So I was swiping away on other people, even though my heart and my mind was like, Larry, 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 nobody compares to Larry. I don't think it was a bad thing, but I also... 
as I said earlier, I'm pushing 40, you guys. So I had been around the block. I was not going to put all my eggs in one basket with this man. And I certainly was not going to show him that all of my available time was devoted to him. No, I wanted to say no, sir. No, ma'am. No, sir. To all of you out there. No, I'm not going to do that. I am so into him. I'm noticing my pull. I'm noticing my black and white thinking of, this is it. I like him so much. Oh my God. And I'm not going to indulge that and act out of that place because the reality is I don't know him. And look, here we are almost a year and a half later. Totally, he's my person and I'm his person. And we call each other the love of our lives, like obsessed, all the things, everything you would want. But I actually think it's served us so much To not be all in, to not be talking on the phone every single night, to not be making ourselves available right off the bat. There was such a gift out of having then my life back in LA, and this was pre the pandemic, being in my life with my friends, continuing to swipe on the apps, even though nobody seemed to compare to him, and being in my business and being in service and just doing Claire, dating Claire. And thank God I did because I still only see this man 50% of the time because he still has his kids 50% of the time. And of course, I'm getting to know them at a slow and healthy pace that best we think best serves them. So I'm alone a lot in Santa Barbara during a pandemic. Haven't had an opportunity to really meet people because I've been up here since May, since the pandemic. So I'm really glad that I have learned to date myself and really love my own company and have my own purpose in my life because old Claire 10 years ago would have been really resentful, lonely, isolated, bitter, acted out, reacted to him. And I don't see it that way. I'm like, oh, this is my time for me and me getting to know the kids in small doses and just doing me and being in my life. So it actually served. So some of you listening are going to be like, great, Claire, well, I'm not interested in finding a guy with kids. So what does it matter? And I had a client once want to argue with me so much about what's the big deal? If he calls me every day, why wouldn't I pick up? Why do you need to be so available to a complete stranger? It just never serves. And ultimately, if he is your person, and so some of the thoughts are, I don't want him to think I'm not interested, or I don't want him to find someone else. Like if I don't pick up the phone, who is he going to call someone else? If that's the case, he's not your guy. Because Larry was only available to me 50% of the time, still pretty much is. And I am like, I would much rather have him 50% of the time than someone else who doesn't do it for me as much 100% of the time. So noticing that it's coming from a place of scarcity, it's coming from a place of fear, it's coming from a place of need, instead of knowing that you've got you no matter what, so that after three hangs, when if you don't hear from that person, you're not going to be as disappointed because the whole time your brain is like, okay, but like, It's not that surprising. It's not that confusing because the reality is we didn't know each other. And I know we can drive ourselves crazy and rack our brains and say, what was the thing that turned him or her off? We may never know. And you might be right about the thing. 
right? We all have things we're self-conscious about. I was so scared for Larry to discover my Instagram page because I'm so loud and outspoken about my dating life. But the reality is he discovered my website before we ever met and he still was interested. Your right person is going to be interested in you. Your right person is going to respect your schedule and honor your schedule. I always say be communicative and don't play games, right? But like, I was like, okay, you're available every other weekend. I'm going to make myself available every other weekend. It had to be that way or it wouldn't work. But also he showed up in spades in his own way. It didn't feel like I'm the one doing all the work here and he gives me nothing back. It wasn't like that. He was so good and welcoming and kind and all the things and made me driving up to Santa Barbara and made his limited availability so freaking worth it because he was my person, ultimately. So what's stopping you from believing that it takes time to get to know someone and that there is no rush and that someone can seem to have all the things, but he may not be your person, which leads me to client number two. Let's call her Liz. So Liz met this guy, first date, such a cute story. And they ultimately end up talking about how they each have a list of who they're looking for with their person, right? And so I go over all of that with my clients. But this guy also had a list. Cut to, they share each other's lists. And turns out on the first date, their lists are very compatible about what it is they're looking for. Amazing. How cute. They were vulnerable. They're on the same page. All the things. He was going out of town, so they had two weeks in between the next time, just like in the beginning of my love story. And she was super excited, but she even said to me, you know, I wasn't like immediately attracted, so I'm not sure, but he seems to have like all the things. He's showing up in all the ways, so I'm like really excited, but I'm not like, oh my God, I want to rip his clothes off, which again, I don't think is a bad thing, but there's a point as to why I'm sharing that detail. Two weeks passed till they are going to see each other again. And right before they were seeing each other again, she says to me, you know, Claire, this is a very devout student and client. She also purchased my course. She loved the video, Taking Things Slowly. And said, I'm really honoring that, you know, we're not like incessantly texting each other all day, every day. But then she just let it roll off her tongue that they had been talking on the phone every night, at least for like a handful of nights. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a second. Even I think she said we've been talking for the last few nights leading up to this weekend together. And I'm like, and you call that taking it slowly. And she was like, what? She didn't even realize that that's not taking it slowly. Now, I'm aware as I'm talking that these are all thoughts. And someone somewhere has a story of, oh, my God, well, I know this couple and they met right away and they had sex on the first night and then they spent like every day together and they moved in together. I actually do know a girl where they met online and he lived in Canada. She lived in New York. And after like a couple of weeks of online dating, he moved to Canada and moved in with her. And now they're married with a kid. and totally in love and they've been together for years. I'm not saying it doesn't work, but I am saying here you guys are listening to this podcast and I have seen over and over and over again, people who think right away, oh my God, this is my person. Oh my God, this is my person. Or they meet up a bunch of times in the first like few weeks of knowing each other. And then when it doesn't work out, they're in all this shock. And I'm like, how can you be shocked? That person was still a stranger. It takes time to get to know someone. Wait till he or she sees you PMSing. Or if you're a guy listening and you're straight, 
wait till she's PMSing. Can you tolerate all that stuff? Can you tolerate when your partner is stressed? Will they tolerate you and how you handle stress? You know, I have, I, I've seen Larry's flaws. I really feel like he's pretty much flawless, but I've seen some of his not so fine moments. He's seen a lot of my not so fine moments and we still show up, but some people didn't like my not so fine moments and didn't want to tolerate that. And I, them. So really it takes time to get to know someone. There's so much more beyond the chemistry and the fun and the intellectual conversation. And maybe you're like on the exact same page about politics or about family, or you have the exact same list of what you're looking for in someone. Just because you have the exact same list doesn't necessarily mean that you want that list with that particular person. I said to a client a couple of months ago, I would have been married a thousand times over if I just like went along with the guy who wanted the same things I wanted. We can want the same things and still not be the right fit for each other. So my client's reaction when I told her, well, talking on the phone every night when you've only met a person once is not taking things slowly. And you're also showing him that you're putting all your eggs in one basket with him after one hang. And she was like, oh, my God, how do I slow the train down? Claire, how do I slow the train down? (laughs) And so I said, go have your fun. You're about to go meet him. But also you get to slow it down. You get to pump the brakes. You get to say, which is something I said to Larry because we were so into each other a couple of months in and we ended up having this very vulnerable conversation. And and I said, I'm all in if you're everything you appear to be. My only hesitation is that we don't fully know each other yet. And we were totally on the same page. He wasn't like, hey, I need you to be my girlfriend. It wasn't even that. It was just like both of us kind of talking about how into each other we are and how amazing this is and how deeply we care about each other so early on. But I was saying, and I will let you know, my only hesitation is I've been here before. I did feel in my heart and in my bones that Larry was different, but I had also had that thought about other people. And for sure, I was like, no, but this time it's really different. And he really was so different. And he has proven to be that he is different. But even after two months of dating, we had only spent four weekends together over the period of two months. And you really get to know someone when you're spending a whole weekend together. But even still two months, you don't fully know the person yet. It takes time. What is the rush? Ultimately, I know you guys are on the edge of your seats. She had a great weekend with him. She was feeling really good about it. But again, when she really clocked it, she was like, I wasn't like, oh my God, about the hookup or anything. But he was just so kind, so good, like so lovely. We had a lot of fun together. And then he kind of dropped off. Ultimately, what we came to was, and the reason why I had mentioned her not being like, oh my God, Jones in to jump his bones the first time was she really was more into the idea of him than actually him. And they got, I think they both got really carried away that they had these same lists. So it was like, clearly they both were searching and wanting to find their person. And when it seemed like they wanted the same things, they got super excited, but And I don't know what this guy was thinking. I only know what this client was thinking. But I think ultimately, and what she came to, too, she came to, too, (laughs) is that, yeah, there just like wasn't that actual chemistry and spark that they both wanted. And so he kind of fell off a little bit and we coached on that and she got her clarity on it. But there was a bigger disappointment. So that's what the purpose of this whole episode is. 
three dates is nothing. It will quell the disappointment and slow you down to not get so carried away in the very beginning stages of getting to know someone. It really served me that even though I don't think it's a problem to get carried away and excited about someone, I want to reiterate that again, even though I think it's okay to get carried away and have all the feels, totally okay, I just encourage you to not act out of them. I one time hadn't heard from Larry for like almost 24 hours. I knew he was with his kids, but it was like early stages. And so it's those stages where you're just like, or maybe he's just not that into me. Maybe he's texting with someone else. I totally had all those paranoid thoughts. And then when he popped up, he was like, I'd love to hear your voice later. And it was on a Saturday. And I was just like, you know what? I'm heading out. And if I come back at a reasonable hour and, you know, you're not tied up with the kids, let's see if we can make it work. Even though everything in me wanted to be like, sure, what time works for you? When do the kids go to sleep? I'll totally be available for that call. But I did want to show him in the beginning that I wasn't sitting around and waiting for him to just say, hey, I'm coming up for air. And it wasn't one. I told a client this once and she was like, that's playing games. And I said, well, that's a thought. But I didn't see it that way. I was just showing him I wasn't sitting around and just being available to him that I, too, had a full life and that hopefully we can make it work. And we did end up talking, but I didn't want to just be like, yeah, sure. Because I I also saw it wasn't about teaching Larry. Part of it was, yeah, I don't want him to think I'm just like ready and available for whenever he pops up, even though I totally respected his very full schedule. But it wasn't about him. It was about me and my growth and slowing down my own train and just being in my life and being present because I saw how carried away my heart was getting already. And again, It's not bad that my heart was getting carried away, but this almost 40-year-old lady had been around the block and she had gotten carried away before and had made so many concessions and made herself so available to only then come crashing down harder when it didn't turn out to be going in the direction that I'd hoped. So three dates can be an exciting thing. I would suggest, why not? maximum two dates a week with one person. And I know we're in a pandemic right now, so you can have multiple dates, Zoom time with people, Zoom time, (laughs) FaceTime or Zoom. That was amazing. If I say so myself, Zoom time, I I feel like that's something my dad would say. Do you want a Zoom time in his Irish accent? Let's Zoom time. Uh, But you guys get what I'm saying. Like, there is no rush. It takes time. And I also think, too, again, you could call it game playing. I don't. I think saying, oh, I'm not available to chat tonight is just showing someone that you've got other priorities in your life that matter. And, And a client one time said to me, but I am available. And I'm like, okay, but could you be making plans for yourself? Could you be self coaching? Could you be dating yourself? Could you be doing something for you? Could you be curling up with a book? Could you just be doing you, especially if you guys just talked the night before or just saw each other the night before? In the very beginning stages, I just don't see how I would say majority of the time, and yes, there are always exceptions, but majority of the time when you get carried away with your heart and you just assume someone is your person after three hangs, it usually doesn't bode well. And if you're listening to this podcast, it's because you want to show up differently. So what is your lesson? Now, 
I'm not going to lie. Let's say, you know, as I mentioned earlier, in the beginning stages of dating Larry, we saw each other every two weeks. You know, the reason why we matched was because he had work in L.A. If he had had, you know, something to go- going on work-wise in L.A. And, and he was coming into town after we had spent a weekend together, of course I would meet up with him. I'm not saying like, no, I have to abide by these very strict rules. But if your tendency is to get carried away too soon and then it comes crashing down and you find yourself thinking, I got it wrong again, or I'm so confused, what happened? I thought we were on the same page. Your work is to slow it the fuck down. What is the rush? The right person will go at your healthy, steady, slow pace. If they're really intrigued, because you would do the same. I have to do the same, even still almost a year and a half into my relationship with Larry. No, our relationship isn't at a slow pace now where we know we're each other's person, but I don't get to see him all the time. I choose that. I sign up for him. I sign up for his kids. I sign up for his whole life. I signed up for Santa Barbara. It had to, that's the only way it was going to work. But I still have got me. I've still got this business that is my baby. I've still got a purpose outside of him. I still have scheduled calls with my peeps. I still have my trainer a couple of times a week. I still go to my acupuncturist. I still meditate. I still self-coach. I still get coached. I do all these things for me outside of him. And that is why I think I attracted this healthy relationship because we went at a, at a very healthy pace and I was going to do it differently, even though everything in me wanted to be like, I'll move to Santa Barbara after the first freaking weekend. I'm not even kidding. I was like, I can totally see myself living here. Oh my God. Yes. But I don't know him yet. So Claire, great that you're excited about this person, but slow your role. I totally had freakouts. I cried the first time he left LA when he came to visit me for the first time, just thinking it was too good to be true. And all these not enough thoughts resurfaced. All the shit came up, but I didn't make it his problem. I didn't start drama with him. Well, sometimes I started drama with him when we were like getting more serious. I I definitely had some drama about it and we worked through it because he's a fucking man and i had done the work to even navigate my drama so three dates is nothing you don't know him or her yet what is the rush your ideal person will go at your pace and if he's just like oh she's not available tonight i'm just going to go to the next chick then not your guy not your guy and good to know that now your person is going to respect your schedule Your person is going to sign up for whenever you're available, as long as you're not playing games and just being like, yeah, I'm not sure when I'm available, I'll let you know. Be cool. Be honest. Be transparent. Be vulnerable. Be real. Be you. And slow it down. So much love, my loves. Until next time. Bye. My love, are you ready to stop wanting him back and find someone better? Then head on over to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com and sign up for my one-year group coaching program. I can't wait to put a stop to your broken heart and get a start on your happily ever after. 